0: Afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> I
1: know it, I love when he does that. Uh-huh. 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 She so turn the headphones up. Tab bit. Hey. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Been around the way I ain't a stranger to the struggle. Talks to myself like I'm leading the huddle Never been one to complain about the rain and the tone Cause looking down brings reflection when I'm stepping in puddles Misunderstood as it seems Call me an anomaly, they get green when I preach That belief within a dream is what you need To be
2: the change that is rarely ever seen To get to where you have to go by leaving where you used to be i this been through that, reminiscing on my past. I found bliss in the way that I carry on my back. Let my soul sing my song, it goes, ooh, na, 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 nah. I still rose from all my lows. I say, ooh, na,
1: na, na, nah. hey, I make dollars, yeah. then they holler I raise father when bad times make the days harder mm. But now I'm working on the flow, making sway proper right. So I can look up at the stands like, hey mama, hey, hey papa Hello. Sorry for the delay, I've been weaving through struggles And I ain't talking teenage drama mm. I found a light and truth be told, I don't relay rock, rock. Right. I mean no harm when I say I prefer my shades darker <sighs> I write my story with no shame on that mm. comma yeah. My outfits is gold chains and sway armor yeah. I made my bed with six sheets, spent days walking yeah. Through the the valley Alley, suede water's my waves charter So why bother giving up, I'ma just play harder And work like I got eight sons and eight daughters I got the haters frowning, talking
2: about what they ought to. But I ain't mad, that's the only thing that they taught em. This not a gospel record This is proud to be a black dad like Oscar record This will open up your mind until you conscious record This is started from the bottom, not that Ivory record Realize you're far from second ahead of your time You early for work You know what they say, the early bird gets to the worm Been overlooked so long you make them question how you been so strong Fist up when you sing this song It goes I've Been through this, been through that Been through this and all my past I found bliss in the way that I carry, I carry on my yeah. Let my soul sing my song It goes Ooh, na, 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 I still rose from all my lows, I say, ooh, na, 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 I've been through this, been through that, reminiscing on my past, I found bliss in the way that I carry on my back, let my soul sing my songs, it goes, ooh, na, 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 I still rose from all my lows, I say, ooh, na, 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 na,
0: Good morning. Good afternoon. Maybe you're the next day. God knows what's going on. <laughs> Anytime you're listening or watching this fine broadcast, we welcome you to episode 257 of the Hoots Podcast. It's Thursday, May 13, 2021. It's just truly the nefarious brother, Adam, a.k.a. Joshi Lopez, you see here on our YouTube version where you can follow me on social media at Josh Lopez Media, Instagram at Joshi Lopez94, at Josh Lopez Music. If you want to see me do some guitar covers, I am alongside the Director of Operations. You can follow him at Twitter at Derek Stouten. Make sure to check out DerekStouten.com. Here he is, the Byron Saxon to my Marlon Ronaldo. <laughs> Here he is, Brother Carter, Derek
2: Stoughton.
3: Josh, I wouldn't be offended if that was the God to honest truth. I am the Saxton of the Like, I, I very much accept my role as the Saxton of this commentary team. But, you know, Josh, this worked out so well last week. The director of operations, the back in black, he's got to be back one more time. So two weeks, two weeks, two weeks in a row back mm-hmm. as a live guest on the Hoots podcast. Thrilled to be here with you again this week also it's my dad's birthday today so shout out to my dad oh. he's turned 65 today so uh wow shout out to senior Stunton for uh uh his his for everything so happy birthday to my dad and uh yeah look it's been a great week looking forward to a great show today looking forward to talking uh got some got a big show this weekend to go over and we'll be doing that too so good stuff
0: you know, it's ironic you mentioned that, because today's my mom's uh, 45th birthday. Wow. Today. That's cool. <laughs> That's wow. <true. laughs> nice. How about that? May
3: 13th. Yeah. Shout out to also one of my best friends growing up in Canada. Chris. It's also his birthday today, too. So
0: Speaking of the birthdays, I want to give a shout out to everybody that reached your boy a happy birthday. That's right. I really appreciate the number of people that reached out. Uh, it's just, once you get older, I think everybody get, realizes it's like, it's like, not that it's just another day, but the fact that people still take time out of day to reach out to you and stuff like that. Plus, I've never been a person that wanted to go to clubs or do anything big like that for my birthdays. So, but the, again, I just want to say a uh, big shout-out to everybody that reached out uh, with birthday shots last week. It meant a lot to me. So, we got a lot to talk about this week. I put down the format of the show in the description where you see the video right now, guys, of what we're talking about this week. And we got... Uh, some stuff to go into WWE. We got WrestleMania Backlash coming up this Sunday. We'll be making predictions. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, that that that'll be going on at the at that'll be our final segment of the show after uh, what the hell is wrong with AEW. Also, again, to this week at WWE as well. But we will begin our festivities as we usually do on the Hoots Podcast with the Good Brothers Q and A session. Now. As always, if you are new to the podcast, if you want to send myself or Brother Carter a question on the Hoots Podcast, all you have to do is hit me up on Twitter at Josh Lopez Media or email us at thehootspodcast at gmail dot com. Uh,
1: as by I the way,
3: by a side note, Josh, we must keep free the Hoots Podcast hashtag going because this is still get- this is getting ridiculous. We've got to free the Hoots Podcast.
0: Yeah, it's been since February. My old Twitter account got suspended. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Read the Hoots podcast. You know, since I have Bernard Carter here, uh, I put it out earlier this week. Like, we're going to play this off air. Uh, we're going to play it by air in the in the coming weeks. You know, Brockhart just finished mm-hmm. his educational uh, festivities for his semester. So we're going to play it by air and what his schedule is like. I'm not going to guarantee that Brockhart will be here every single week. But while he is here and we're getting towards the summertime, you may get more live editions of the show like this and we'll have some fun. So uh, thank I, you I, for doing this again.
3: Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm always happy to be uh, – and, you know, I only have to give performance evaluations about once a month, you know, to check in on everything, make sure everything's good. So I don't. E- you're not even getting a performance evaluation today, Josh. This is just two good brothers shooting the shit, you know. So yes. uh, I hope that our fans enjoy the live audition or the live editions of the show. I will say to them, you're welcome or I'm sorry, depending on how you feel about, <laughs> about <Right>. interactions <laughs> with, with you do, as Mitchell Warm refers to me. Oh, God. (laughs) By the way, shout out to Matt and Tony. Definitely check out the uh, TBD Wrestling Podcast. They
0: do great work every week. Okay. We're going to start it off with another good brother who listens to both of our podcasts. Uh, Make sure to hit him up at Twitter at XTEENZALETA24X. On Twitter, it's Chris Zaletta. Starting off hot. Was Booker T, in your mind, one of the top guys in the invasion angle? Would that still have been the case if Hogan, Goldberg, and Sting were involved at that time period? I'll say yes,
3: because I think Booker T, uh, as WCW was getting its end, I mean, Booker T was really ascending to the top of that of that roster. You know, he had had a world title reign. Uh, he actually had two world title reigns, I believe. Uh, before the company ran out, uh, went out of business. So um, I think he would have been, you know, he came in hot in WWE and uh, was able to work with The Rock and other top name talent and and really stepped up and proved why. He was one of the few that was able to to separ- distance himself from WCW and really make a name for himself in WWE, obviously doing the Booker 2 thing with the King Booker, you know, and, and the Charmel stuff. So, um, So I would say yes, for sure.
0: I think good pass would just curtailed for good people, Um, you know, at the end of the day, no matter what the circumstances are. Also, what benefited Booker was that he was a homegrown talent uh, Mm -hmm. in WCW towards the end of that era, even though they were playing hot potato with the WCW title (laughs) towards the end of the company. but Booker T and his documentary that just came out AE the other day was uh, a testament to the person he is and the performer he was. So I think he, he would have been on the same path because that's just how the person he was and right. how God wanted to play it out for him. So uh, that, that's, that's, the, that's how I look at it. Uh, next question. Who poses the biggest threat to the Kansas City Chiefs this season in the AFC?
3: Ooh, man. That's... That's a tough question. Uh, boy. Josh, I'm going to let you go first on this because I need to think
0: about this one for a second. Um, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. That will be my – Oh, number.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call.
0: Yes. Um, you know, it's it's either the Bills or
3: – I still say you got to watch out for the Cleveland Browns, man. I'm telling you, the Browns could – they're going to be that sneaky good team.
0: Are but, they actually going to be a sustainable team this time, or, oh, we got a playoff appearance and then we're like 6-11 <laughs> this country. season? <laughs> I will say also,
3: though, that uh, all bets are off if Aaron Rodgers ends up going to Denver. Uh, I guess. You know, they at least make a run because Aaron Rodgers gives you a boost overall.
0: It's the divisional games, but I don't, I don't know. So I wish, wish Aaron Rodgers just goes the fuck home and saves the <laughs> fuck home, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> can go, host, can go host Jeopardy. Yeah, exactly. Plus, he yeah, has good waterfall at home. Like,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, Josh, I like your I like your Buffalo Bills, man. Josh Allen is a is a machine. yet and Stephon Diggs and and the and whole I love defense. Yeah, so I like that. That's a good answer.
0: All right, next question. Oh, boy. I think mean, this is going to be a little teaser for our AEW segment later on. Uh, what's next for Darby Allen? <laughs> oh, man. Well, <sighs> as I was mentioning it last night, I want to give a shout out to Andrew Bay and everybody at the SME Network for having me on their AEW show last night. Um, it's going to be. And Darby Allen against Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page at um at double or nothing in a tag match. going suffer this uh Sk- Sky and Page are gonna suffer the same fate as Teens has. Um does nothing for me. Uh him losing the title to Miro. I guess you want to say it, it works well for Miro or something that had to happen, but honestly, for me. It's just another example of AW compiling five different things into one square peg, and it's like you don't know who's the heel or babyface. You don't know what's going on with this feud or that feud. It's all over the fucking place. I have no idea what's next with Darby Allin. uh If anything, he's probably going to get into a feud with Lance Archer. We'll see.
3: Well, it's, it's going to be – unfortunately, I think it's going to be – something that involves stupid garbage deathmatch stuff because that's, that's what he likes to do, which is unfortunate because I actually think Darby Allen has a lot of talent and yeah. I think he could be one of AEW's top guys. No problem. Mm-hmm. You know, now logical booking would suggest that his next stop would be the AEW world t- world title right. because usually when a big star drops a mid card title, they move up and challenge for the world title, AKA Bobby Lashley. You know, but you know, it,
0: it would be nice to have a TNT Tom match where the Dark Order are not running out after the match every time. <laughs> uh, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> well, when we'll get into this too. I also think that uh,
3: AEW may be trying to turn Miro into their version of Brock Lesnar. So that's just another. <laughs> I mean.
0: Oh, I needed a good laugh this morning. That's awesome.
3: <laughs> you, you laugh, Josh. But if you think about it, that actually—I mean, think about it. Like, what, what happened?
0: I, I don't doubt it.
3: He threw around. But we'll get into it in our segment. But um, my my hope is that he will end up going for the AEW World Title. But um, I have a feeling. I agree with you, Josh. Uh, maybe a feud with Lance Archer, something where he can just be thrown around and do just you know hardcore deathmatch match crap.
0: Right. Let's go to the next question for Chris. He says, do you think Selena Vega will come back to wrestling? Um, I, I think it all depends on her. Uh, you know, she's carved out a good niche for herself stuff where she's making money uh, doing her stuff on Twitch and all those. So she does outside of WWE. Uh, for me, I'm not... A person to sit here and judge what person does in or out of the ring. Uh, I think everybody's career is up to their own discretion uh, and not on anybody else's terms. Would I like to see her come back? Sure. Um, but where or when or why is something that I really don't think about. Um, she would be an asset to any uh, wrestling promotion that's out there. So I think for me, just let her decide when she comes back. Yeah, I agree with you. I think if if
3: she's I, I haven't seen any of her Twitch streams, so I don't know what it's all about. But if she has a good following there and people are really enjoying what she's doing, then, yeah, let her run with it. And if that's what makes her happy, then that's great. Like you said, you know, who are we to judge what makes a person happy? And if that's how she feels like she connects more with people, then all the power to her. I'd love to see her back, too, because I think
0: she's very talented. Yeah, Very, very good. Uh, next question. Ooh, I, I'll take this one because uh, MLW related. Yeah. Uh, where does Selena De La Renta uh, end up? Oh, man, that's a good question. I'll tell you what. I would love to see Selena De La Renta in NXT uh, as part of Legado Del Fantasma. Mm. Uh, Selena... Um, had a long run in MLW where she's kind of a quasi-authority figure, but also like a like a big villain, like Paul Heyman-like. But for, from a female point of view, uh, she's very talented. She does – I was kind of surprised to find out that I was older than her. I think she's like 24 or 25, which kind of caught me by surprise. But she's she's very good at what she does. She's good on the mic. Uh, she has the presence, the, the look, all that, and then some. And then – uh, she's not a wrestler, but she does matches sometimes here and there. But I like what she does as an on screen character, and I think she'd be awesome in NXT. But uh, I guess a lot of people assume, oh, just go to AEW, 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 AEW. <laughs> and uh, I-, I would love to see uh, Selena mesh with Santos Escobar. I think that'd be pretty cool. That's
3: just my opinion. Well, if if they want a quick payday, they can go to AEW and not be used on television properly. They can go to AEW, but. Hey, at least you
0: get a guaranteed spot on Darker Elevation.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> how uh, many
3: shows were there this week, Josh? Or how many matches
0: this week before uh, Dynamite? I'm glad you asked this week. Uh, 30 matches. <laughs> 14 for Elevation, 16 for Dark. <laughs> Uh And then uh. we had five last night, which I was oh, shocked. <laughs> 35 okay. matches. Good God. Um, okay. Next question. Ooh, here we go. We've got a football one. Which NFL coaches are on the hot seat next year? Ooh. Go ahead, bro. Um,
3: which NFL coaches are on the hot seat next year? Um, Well, I think all the ones that – Needed to be replaced, were replaced this year. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, it's hard to say who's going to be on the hot seat next year. Um, I got one because <laughs> I Matt Nagy would be the only one I can think of. Um, if he doesn't turn it around with uh, with Chicago.
0: The only reason they put Matt Nagy on the hot seat is they wanted to rush the whole Mr. Biscay's a failure" thing, and then they thrust that upon him. That's a, a guy that's been in the playoffs two out of his first three years as a coach, and one coach of the year. I don't know how the hell that constitutes you being in the hot seat, but NFL it, media, would be NFL media. Since hey, listen, it ain't what
3: it's not. What have you done for me? It's what have you done for me lately? Like, let's just be real. That's no,
0: just in the playoffs last year. That's what I mean. I know. <laughs> Listen don't I'm not going that view I'm so good where some of these like hot take analysts come yeah. up sometimes uh, I don't know either. Like I'm not a big fan of Dominic Foxworth. He he could go home and say all <laughs> <on> His, <laughs> right. his passive aggressive snarky ass. Uh, Marcus Spears. I think he's about to have a heart attack whenever somebody disagrees with him. Uh, oh, you don't <laughs> like Swagoo? No, nah, you he, not a fan of Swagoo? Good. Come on, man. No, <laughs> uh, I, I got one, but it's also the, the same division. Mike Zimmer. I've heard so much stuff about Mike Zimmer being this great coach and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, and I get the Vi- The Vi- queens were in the NFC title game a few years ago. But what have you, like you just said, Brecker, what have you done for me lately? Uh, just get more memes about Kirk Cousins and his being an anti-mask wearing guy. Like, <laughs> I
2: don't,
0: you can't tell me that Mike Zimmer was at least not on the hot seat last season. His right. seems gonna be cooking, <laughs> sizzling. Well, they had, well they, they had an okay draft, I guess. Um, I, I'm not, I'm i not Mel Comper. I can't can't evaluate that either. Way. Right. <laughs> I will see. I will see. But no, that's that's not a bad one either. Um, um, Who else? John Gruden? No, he has a ten year. No, he has a ten year deal. He'll be fine.
3: Yeah. But again, I think like all the coaches that were in trouble last year got replaced. I mean, Jacksonville. The Uh, Jets, the Chargers. I mean, they all uh, the Texans. They've all replaced their head coaches. So I mean, Vic Fangio probably. Well, I don't know. It's. I mean, Denver did not have a good season last year. No, Mm -hmm. no question. But they had a good draft too. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. There's a lot of people that are saying that Denver is going to be a lot better this year. So we'll see. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it would be funny if they put uh, Matt LeFleur. <laughs> Matt LeFleur. <laughs> LeFleur. <laughs> uh All right, next question. We're having a lot of fun here with this Q&A session so far. uh an interesting one. Make it or break it year for Daniel Jones? This is a break. Um, I think this is
3: going to be a make it year because – I mean, the Giants had a good draft. Saquon's coming back, so if 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 the Giants don't produce this year, uh, I mean, this will be the end for Daniel Jones. Um, but I, I I have a feeling that he's going to step it up, and the Giants are going to be a lot better next year. So I'm going to say make it.
0: I I just don't know why people put like three year windows on quarterbacks that get drafted, as if you understand how quarterback development is supposed to go. Quarterback development is not linear. I mean, look how long it took Kurt Warner to become Kurt Warner or mm-hmm. John Elway to uh, become John Elway. Ryan Tannehill is another one? Exactly. Uh, I'm not come in here and say Daniel Jones is a great quarterback. Obviously, the guy fumbles the ball a lot. He has no <laughs> ball security if his life depended on it. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if it's make it or break it, to be honest with you, because also you got to realize the team he's on. The Giants have not been a good football team. Over the last five to ten years and they fired their last coach. They had a crappy season last year. Yeah, I know Saquon has ACL search uh ACL tour, but also even when he was playing, they weren't even that good of a team. So I know they had a good all season. They had a lot of people. Uh interesting. That that wide receiver crew that they got is should be pretty good this year. So I obviously for me I'd say to take the next level is probably where my head's at as far as Daniel Jones is soon.
3: Yeah, no, it's, I agree with you on that one. But, but the other, they also have to remember with the Giants, though, they play in the worst division in the history of football. Yeah. So, I mean, anybody, anybody could come out of the NFC least. I mean, even, ever you know, so we will see what happens with that. But it's going to be good. It's, I'm really excited about the NFL season. I think it's going to be a good year. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Fitz Magic, 18- Eighteen weeks. Well, and, you know, Josh, you bring up the quarterback thing. Everybody expects every quarterback coming out of college now. If they're not a, if they're not succeeding in the time that Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, you know, if you're not a superstar within two years of the league, you're automatic bust because that's well, Patrick Mahomes did it. Well, Justin Herbert did it. Like, right. you know, it's like not everybody is those guys. Like,
0: it, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> just like oh, John Cena got title shot, title shots and title reigns out of the blue. Oh, what do you mean it took somebody eight years to get a title shot? Uh, look at Bret Hart when he first came to WWF and how long it took for him to get his title run. You know. It took Bobby Lashley
3: sixteen years to become WWE champion. Drew McIntyre 17 years to become WWE champion. Like exactly. It takes a while. But no, that um uh, that Kadarius uh Kadarius Tony. Tony out of mm-hmm. Florida. I I've seen him play. He's a stud. He 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 could have been one of the major sleeper picks in the first round. Like, watch out for the Giants.
0: All right, next question. Make it a not uh, no, I heard that one. <laughs> best back down general manager.
3: Oh, this is easy, player. This (laughs) one's easy, player. The
2: Undertaker!
0: (laughs) You go
1: one-on-one with The Undertaker. (laughs) We're going to have a six-man tag team match, player.
0: (laughs) I never, you know, I have, like, so much fatigue with tag matches these days. So whenever I heard, like, Teddy Long, I'll come out and pose the tag. He's the only person that can get people interested in a tag team match. We're yes. going to have a 20-man tag team match. Oh, that's funny. I, I, like, I it's know, gotta... would have, like, a king of the ring tag tournament if it was up to him. Now it's got to be Teddy Long, I think, anyways. Mm-hmm. I I think it's him. It's also, to me, I always thought he was like the only actual SmackDown general manager. Like when you look at like Paul Heyman or Stephanie McMahon, they're just like commissioners. Right. Hell, even Big Johnny, you could put in the same category as. People (laughs) pound! People pound, they love me! I got 300 Twitter followers! Yeah, screw you and your three hundred Twitter followers, pal. <laughs> uh,
3: I don't know, man. I like John. I, I was
0: doing a CM Punk quote there.
3: Oh, I see. I, 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 well, then, well, then we'll just we'll 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 ignore that. We'll get we'll we'll edit that out of post. Do I lose some, we'll edit it in. Post.
0: some points because I mentioned CM Punk? Yes, yes. We'll there. we'll edit
3: that out of. Well, you know, we'll fix that in post. We'll get rid of that reference. All right. I, mean, I always liked John Laurinaitis. I thought People Power was hilarious. Ah, oh, he was
0: great. He was awesome. Uh, next question. Speaking of general managers and off-screen authority figures, uh, Adam Pierce' job evaluation so far. Go ahead, Brother Carter. I think he gets an A. I love what
3: Adam Pierce is doing. I think he, he's in the perfect role. Um, obviously, his wrestling, his actual in-ring career didn't pan out the way that he wanted it to, but I think he's doing a great job. I think he's a perfect authority figure. I think he needs to be on one show um and let i think he needs to be on raw and i think sonya deville needs to run smackdown because i'd love to see sonya deville stand up to roman reigns i think that actually could be some great television you know adam pierce you know he he, he's he's gonna stand up to roman reigns but i think sonya deville could but but i give adam pierce an a i'll say an a minus but um but i i like adam pierce a lot
0: i think he's great uh Ad Pierce passes my evaluation test with flying colors as well. I just like how he carries himself on screen, and he's done a good job. But it's always – uh always go with the bar. You either like Teddy Long or you could be Brad Maddox. That's the bar where I'm at with GM. So I <laughs> Pierce is on the right path, pal. You're not going to throw Vicky Guerrero in there too? Vicky was a good GM. She was great, yeah. Oh, my gosh. She still does the excuse me stuff and I don't know what the hell's going on with her and Isla Rose. I Well,
3: we'll get into that Josh because that uh, I I thought AEW's women's division was moving in the right direction. I was very very
0: very wrong. Yeah. Exactly. Well, anyways, we'll we'll get into it when we get into our segment. All right, last question from Chris. He says top 10 players in the MLB uh do you watch any baseball, Brett Carter? I'm not, a, I, I'm not a big
3: baseball. Uh, I only really watch around the playoffs or maybe if we'll go to a live game uh, in the summertime, but that's about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, some people are going to call me a homer with this, with my uh, picks. <laughs> let's, let's do this in order, okay? Lucas Giolito, Dallas Keuchel, Jose Abreu, Tim Anderson, Liam Hendricks, Luis Robert, Lance Lynn. We're at seven, right? Uh, oh, Michael Kopek, eight. Uh, Yasmani Grandal, nine. And then we wrap it up at number 10 with Dylan Cease, all players for your Chicago White Sox. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well done brother Adam well done all right you're you're uh you're you've made your ground back after that CM Punk comment good job way to troll everybody I like that good job
0: yeah Uh, I'm sorry I didn't want to bore people with Cubs players sorry Sam if you're listening to this go Cubs go go Cubs go okay sorry Josh I know you're not a Cubs fan that the worst sports song ever (laughs)
3: dude I've been
0: I told you I've been to
3: Harry Carey's Steakhouse um it's pretty good. It's overpriced, but it's it is it is good, and it's it's cool to see because oh. I mean Harry. I know you're not a Cubs fan, but Harry Carey was one of the greatest sports play by play announcers of all time. You can't argue that.
0: No, of course, and he also worked for the White Sox back in the day as well. Um, well, I was gonna say is that like, you mentioned overpriced. That's just Chicago in a nutshell.
2: <laughs>
0: kind of uh, one of the reasons why I'm moving out <laughs> sooner or later. Yes. All right. Thanks, Chris. For the awesome questions. Uh Great. Think, bro, Thank you, Chris. We're gonna transition to the next set of questions from uh Nate the Great, which you can follow me on Twitter at Psycho Nagiri on Twitter. Good brother of the Hoots podcast. He had some
3: uh, he had some good tweets last night regarding AEW. So check those out. That was pretty good. He had some pretty good stuff last night. I like it.
0: Yeah, he, he, here's the thing also as we can see how with the segment, I, I mentioned it on Twitter uh, on Tuesday, like when it comes to the segments we get into the sort especially when like we're in like these in between periods of like B level pay per views. If there's a show that's kinda of, uh, a week that's kinda uh of eh or indifferent, we want you guys to sense some like personal questions so you get, get to know us a little bit better and try to change it a little bit than just like wrestling and sports. So that's why I put it out there. If you have like mental health or any type of issue you're going with, we'd love to help you out help you guys out with that stuff as well. So um all right, here's Nate's questions. We're gonna start off here. He says, Do you think the Briscoes will ever leave Ring of Honor before they retire? If so, where would you like them to go? Um I think the Briscoes probably just stay at Ring of Honor. Uh I just, that's the vibe I get from them. They just probably wanna be one of those towns to say that hey, we had a successful career not being associated with the WWE and they have. They're they're definitely been one of the best tag teams in the last fifteen, twenty years. So uh I I don't think they'll leave Ring of Honor.
3: That's great. They were were they a part of Aces and Eights when they were with EMP no, no. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of West Briscoe. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. talking yeah. about
0: like North Dakota <laughs> Briscoes with their chicken hands and all that. <laughs> That's right. No, um, let's see. What's the next question here? He says, um, how do you feel about a Jay Uso versus Jimmy Uso feud? Go ahead, Roy Carter. I would love that. that. That was one of the first
3: things I thought of is that maybe at some point we'll get a Jimmy versus Jay match. I think that could be incredible. I could see that happening at SummerSlam. That could be a Summerslam match. I don't think that I don't think that's the direction they're gonna go. I think Jimmy will ultimately end up siding with Roman Reigns and they'll win the tag titles again. But um, I would love to see a Jimmy versus Jay match. I think especially if you put that in front of a live crowd, I think people would hype the hell out of that match. I would love to see that. I think that would be absolutely terrific. It'll be a drag out slobber
0: knocker. Pal. Yes,
3: it would. Yes, it would.
0: Uh, next question: How much life does Bobby Fish uh, Singles Run have?
3: I I don't see why not. I mean, all members of uh, the Undisputed Era, the former Undisputed Era, are incredibly talented. I, I I I don't see why it couldn't have success. I mean, look what look at what Kyle O'Reilly has been able to do recently. And we know what Adam Cole can do. We know what Roderick Strong can do. So I don't, you know, I don't see any reason why Bobby Fish can't have just as successful as a single run as the the rest of them.
0: I'd, I'd say his singles run would be short, just due to the fact that he's perpetually injured, mm. and just from how things are done in WWE. I I think the only way he would have a more extensive single run if it was in like NXT UK or stood in NXT. I, I, I just don't see what he would do on Raw or SmackDown on his own without him being put in a tag team or doing a reunion of understood era. So I think more from the injury point of view, uh, it would be hard for to buy it to a full, long, except singles run. But, yeah, uh, he's a good wrestler. Uh, <laughs> there's no taking that away from him. Yeah. Uh, no,
3: I, I definitely think NXT is his destination. He needs to be a, like a Johnny Gargano, an NXT lifer, kind of person. I think he'd be great at that.
0: Right. We got three more questions for Nate here. He says, "Um, I love the Cruiserweight junior division. That's why I asked a bunch of questions about it. So, NXT had a Cruiserweight top match main event NXT this week. What do you think is stopping New Japan and Impact from having their junior and division main event shows, if anything? Well, I would not say that New Japan does not have their junior heavyweight main event show because They've done a, a couple of times already with Hiroto Takahashi, um, and they also with New Japan they they put a lot of sense on the junior titles. They make it; they usually make it the semi-main event of particular events when th- those titles are on the line. So, um, as far as impacts concern. Um, I guess it's just whatever's convenient for uh, Don Callis and Olivier, uh, because that's where it is right now. Um, The exhibition with Impact is good, but it's it's never been a draw. Well, at least it can be a draw to a niche audience. uh, But as far as, like, gauging... Casual viewers and be like, okay, this is impact. We're gonna get this ring up to like two million people instead of, instead of whatever they get on Access TV right now. The X Division is just not a draw. The style of wrestling that's over on Twitter or the way wrestling fans want these to be both these days is not. Um, it's not to what casual wrestling fans. Like, because they don't look, they don't watch the stuff the way we do. Like, I, 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 I always joke that I cover too much wrestling, but also I could realize from my own point of view that even I don't agree with the the way hardcore wrestling fans look at things. It, it, I have a different outlook in the business now because it's work for me. But also, I'm trying to learn something with every show. So I'm not looking for what only Joshi, the hardcore wrestling fan, would want all these years. It's it, it, it's different. But also, when it comes to every wrestling show that you watch, you should not be thinking about what another company is doing at the same time. That's why I always stress about identity and form your identity. Because you don't have it, how can you call yourself an alternative? A- we can call it space. AEW a- a- is just a thunder knockoff. That,
3: yep. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, that's a, that, well, I, I still think AEW, the more and more I watch it, AEW is just a parody of a wrestling company is really what I think of it as. I mean, thứ- all you have to do is watch the Young Bucks match from last night, which we'll get into. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it tells you everything you need to know
0: we uh, yeah, had two uh personal questions to wrap up the podcast this week this is an interesting one here <laughs> all right uh, first one what helps you get going in the morning and are you a big coffee guy well
3: uh, i am currently sipping on my coffee that i made in my coffee machine this morning so yes i definitely do like drinking coffee uh you know I'll just, you know, I I, uh, I get up and I usually, first thing I do is I get my phone and, you know, double check some apps just to make sure that everything's good, set my fantasy lineup, um, you know, just spend a little bit of time getting, getting going in the morning. Um, there's actually a really, really interesting video that I watch from time to time, and it's called The Daily Routine of Christian Lindbergh, and Christian Lindbergh is a Uh, He has a three career. He's a three faceted career. He's a professional trombone soloist, a professional composer and a professional conductor. And he has developed this minute by minute routine that he does every single day. Now, I'm not suggesting that everybody does something like that because it's pretty It's pretty, you know, like, okay. but it is a very fascinating thing to look at. So. Um, so I definitely check that out. Just, just, you know, kind of, it kind of puts things into perspective. Again, I just try to ease into the drink, 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 some coffee and then get rocking and rolling. But, you know, just, I I try not to, I always, you know, if I'm just kind of laying in bed or I'm just sitting in the shower, I just, something in my brain clicks and says, nobody ever changed the world by sitting in the shower. Nobody ever changed the world by lying in bed, you know? So that just kind of keeps me going.
0: Right. Um, I'm not a big coffee guy. I've never been a big coffee guy. Um I think the only exception that I has like vanilla bean coffee at Starbucks a couple times, but I'm not really just a big connoisseur of coffee. Um what gets me going up in the morning is um I, I I always say like my days my days are fluid depending on my transcript schedule. Um I'm usually up a lot to like two or three o'clock in the morning on most days throughout the week just because of my work schedule. Um, and also I have a side job where I work at my uncle's tattoo shop. So I don't have the normal morning routine that everybody has. Uh, sometimes I'll, if, if there's not a New Japan show, I'll wake up like around 8 30 or nine o'clock that day and I, load up the sucker here this is my routine water uh, got my water right here I take two turns of water sessions um, drinking every every morning and then um, as far as like iteration like getting my mind in the right mental frame I watch um, a couple videos from a guy named Stefan speaks uh, who's a wife uh, dating and relationship coach He also mental health as well so I watch a lot of his videos if you guys or a friend of me on Facebook, you probably see me share a couple of those videos <laughs> on there. Uh, it's all part of like wisdom and um, have a higher value thinking than doing the status quo is more ending. Uh, it's not to attach a label to yourself. Call, you know, a lot, a lot of people that make content like, Oh, I'm an alpha male because of this. No, you you're an alpha male for how you carry yourself and why you're doing the things that you're doing and that you're making your own decisions for yourself, not because you're doing it to have benefits from other people. Mm -hmm. Uh, You understand what your value is. You know what your purpose is on. You're on your focus. You're on your grind. And that's me to see when I wake up and I do my routine, I'm focused on what I need to do and doing that. I, I really waste no time on wasted energy. I just don't have time for it or the energy for it. Right. I, it serves no purpose to me. And when it comes to the morning, I try to value that time because when, like, I'll wake up uh, early on Monday, I'll have to come in early in the shop because it's Tuesday, a tube day, and I have to go to the shop at, like, noon and clean tubes for, like, eight hours. <laughs> it's like a 12 to 11 at night uh, shift on Mondays, and... The, that's probably the, like the roughest morning part of my week is Monday, but that's the case for everybody. But um, my uh, for me, when I wake up in the morning, I want to get in the right mental frame because it's, it's very important to me. I can't go with it being lethargic or feeling sorry, my still feeling sorry for myself over something that I have no control over. Or blah 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 blah. You know what I mean, brother so um, that's how it is for me.
3: That's great. Uh, The other thing, the last thing I'll say about this, Josh, is um, everybody has to do what works best for them. You know, there are some people that get the most done in the morning, like that's when they're the most productive. There are some people who are most productive at 10 or 11 o'clock at night, and that's fine. Like the world is moving to a a way into a system where you it's becoming generally more accepted. That people can work when is best for them, whatever works best for them. So you just got to listen to your body, experiment, find out what works best with you and run with it.
0: All right. Last question for the Q&A session this week from Nate. He says, um, what is your philosophy – what's what's the philosophy you live your life by?
3: Mm. That's a good question. I don't know if there's one philosophy – but, uh, you know, I, I guess it's the best way to think of it is, and, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately, is what do you want your life's work to be? When you, when all is said and done, and as you get a little older, you start thinking about those kinds of things. You know, what do you when you're gone? What do you want your legacy to be? You know, do you want it to be where you just, you know, sat and played video games all day? Or do you want it to be that where you go out and you did something and you conquered the world? So, it's in and, 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 and just trying to also trying to find that balance between work and social life and, and you know, putting it all together and, and, and all that sort of stuff. So it's just I, I just I'm always asking myself, what do you want your life's work to be?
0: Right. Uh, I have I have two uh, philosophies that I live by. One is um, only make moves when your heart's in it. Mm. Uh, that's a line that I got from a notorious B.I.G. movie. Uh, not, uh, not movie, uh, a song. It's, it's very true uh. You know how I always say Be the authentic product that is yourself That's the second one they all, They're all they all kind of the same thing but it's two different principles One You got to trust your instincts um, you Let your heart Speak for you not in here Because in here In this noggin is just A dangerous device um, It can lead you In a lot of different directions that you don't need to go down And um, you know, it's one thing that's, you know, they always have to say, oh, think before you speak. Yeah, that's true. But also you got to remember, man, like people try to act like this naive, that there's no mental health issues, but there is. And not a lot of people are, are uh, take time to acknowledge their issues that they have because maybe they're embarrassed by it, but it's nothing to be embarrassed about. You know, I, I deal with depression, um, um, there's a lot of times where I feel like I'm not worthy to people. Um, there's a lot of times where I feel like um, I'm worthless sometimes, you know. And um, for me, I I always wanted to make sure that um, I know I'm making progress as long as that I know where I am within myself and that I'm making the right decisions for me. Uh, the moment where I start feel like uh, I'm settling or I'm – Compromising my things to try to appease other people, then that's where things go awry for me And for me, I just want to make sure that I get better every day as a person As a person recording shows, a person writing articles And I just want to do it all for the right reasons And also just being a good person is general Nobody on, on this planet is perfect by any means um, we all have our own flaws in our own ways, uh, but for me, at the end of the day, it's I have to be who I am, be the authentic product that is myself. And also, if something comes my way, uh, bad energy or whatever the situation is, I have to make the, the right decision for me. What what my heart says, and um, whether that's professional or personal, um, <laughs> uh, I always say this: like you have to adapt when bad energy comes your way because if you don't, you're just going to go down a bad rabbit hole. So that's, that's what I live by. I love it, man. That's great.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to thank um, Chris and Nate for the questions. This week. you guys did a great job this week. As always, if you ever want to send myself a quarter, a question, uh, hit us up at Twitter or the hoots podcast at gmail.com. Also, I want to mention you guys subscribe to the podcast because you free of charge every single Thursday uh no, we don't have a Patreon account or anything like that, so <laughs> <laughs> that's right. you, guys, you guys could uh check out the podcast as is, and um we appreciate any feedback you have for the show.
3: Absolutely. That's wow. that's how we get better is we want to know what we want to know what you think, and we want to know what y'all want to hear uh from the nefarious brother Adam and the amazing and elated brother Carter. <laughs> <laughs> This is why I am the Saxton to
0: your dear uh, Ronaldo. Anyways, go ahead, Josh. All right. How about me? A space fight tiger Drops to the outside. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to this week in WWE. Uh, we're coming off the heels of Throwback SmackDown. I can't believe it's gonna be Friday tomorrow. This I know it. by like insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So we got Throwback SmackDown tomorrow. No, no, that was last week. But. Yeah. Uh, Let's start off with that. Um, what was your thoughts on throwback SmackDown? Do you like the 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 look of it? Do you like the Michael dude the frosted tits, and the old <laughs> jacket back? Then? What was your no, thought? The show? I thought I thought it was great. It's
3: you know always those throwback shows are always a lot of fun and you know a chance to relive some moments and some nostalgia and stuff like that. So I thought that was all. I thought that was all great. Um, as far as the, uh, and I know a lot of this stuff will tie into t- get when we get into our predictions a little bit later on in the show, but, um, no, I thought it was great. Um, uh, very, very, very cool, uh, vibe. Always fun to see those moments. That's, you know, usually I don't like the big 10, 12 man tag team matches, but I think for a throwback show, it's okay. It's fine. You know, like if, if you do a specialty show, it's okay to have those matches. Um, but no, I, I overall, I thought it was really, really, really good. Uh, do you want me to get into some of the specific segments, or do you want will, will we break those down? Uh, yeah,
0: we will break we'll a couple things down. Okay. Um,
3: yeah, but no, overall, I thought the show was really good. Uh, just a couple. Great to see. Um, obviously, great to see Jimmy Uso back. Real. I was actually really gr- uh, great to see Carmella back. That I was been wondering where she's been. Um, so that was really great to see Carmella back. I was hoping we'd get more of a match with her and Ruby Riot, but um, but uh, but no, I thought that was really good. Uh, what else uh, obviously teddy long stuff was great um all, the, all that was really cool um, also I will say um I forgot how cool the ring implosion spot spot was when they first did it
2: mm-hmm. like
3: that was like I, I'd forgotten about it. And, I, and I know you, you kind of see it now and you think about it but if you really think about it like that was pretty revolutionary for its time the ring implosion spot uh, also by the way josh I went back and watched that promo with tamina on topic talking smack that was fantastic. Like, I can see why she's getting a push, and um, and all that stuff was great. Oh, um,
0: was <laughs> what else?
3: Yeah, uh, what else? Uh, that I really liked this week. Um, seeing the ice cream bars promo, I <laughs> that was hilarious. That was great. Um. And also uh, more with the Jimmy Uso thing. Um, I like how they tied it back into Hell in a Cell. I thought that was really great storytelling um, when, when Jimmy Uso came back. So Hold up, uh, I really enjoyed the show.
0: Hold up, Broker. I thought WWE doesn't do long-term storytelling.
3: <laughs> no, that's AEW. Um, oh,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 uh, but, uh, no, I, I really enjoyed the show this week. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else uh, I mentioned. And I'm sure if you say some stuff, it'll it'll come back to me. But, you yeah. know, I
0: really enjoyed it. Um, one thing I noticed is that people, wrestling fans take these two literally these days. Um, Yeah, I know they had like the old school WWF 80s logo on the screen. Oh, this wasn't around in the 90s with SmackDown. Was like, it's throwback SmackDown. It was a whole throwback theme on all Fox Sports programming. I don't watch it, but I already knew that, like, Colin Coward did something throwback. The, everybody in the network did something throwback. Uh, so, like, uh, did, you, did you not see the 1999 SmackDown logo all over the show? <laughs> did you not see the blue referee T-shirts, which are great? Shout out to Referee Tony S. Yes, I'm sure you loved seeing that on the show. I did, too. I think they should actually keep that look. I actually really I like it. it. Cool. <laughs> you no, know, it's like it,
3: it's it's different. It's It's not generic referee shirt. I actually really like that shirt. I think they should keep it.
0: Yeah, here's he, the thing. Uh, I, I just don't know why people take these so literally. Like, oh, my God, this big man did not look like that on SmackDown. Like, it's a throwback show. Please get over yourself. Uh, like, it's so ridiculous where people let one thing ruin the entire show for them. Oh, Pat McAfee's dressed up like this man, and we got the old '80s WWF logo. Oh, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make. There's no continuity here. Just watch the fucking show. All right, Brianna Alvarez, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, as far as the show's concerned, I I agree with you. Some of the Jimmy Uso and Jay, I thought that was pretty interesting, especially how they tied it in the end. Uh, Cesaro. Got to lay out everybody with neutralizers, so that was a good way to close off the show. I thought Rollins and Cesaro had a good match. Yes. I'm starting off the show. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with him next. I really like that backstage um, segment with him and Roman Reigns. Uh, I thought that was really good.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: trying to trying to see where things are going go with Bianca Belair and Bailey. Not saying that I did not like their segment uh, this week. I might, what they're doing so far, I'm, I've Came to grow and to appreciate more of bailey's heel character i know i was not into it this time last year but um she
3: um, she is really and, and i said this about her at wrestlemania she is making the most of her tv time like yeah. you know and, and you know that's the character she's been given and she's making the most of it i will also say josh how the hell does bianca belair do it with her hair like, her hair, like, like, she makes it work. Like, like it would, like, throw off my center of gravity or whatever. Like, I don't know how she does it, but she makes you know, it work.
0: I, you know, honestly, Brooke, I don't know if there's anything in this world that Bianca Belair can't do at this point. <laughs> I, <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say, Bailey's looking pretty good, uh, as uh, Booker T would mm-hmm. say, back in yeah. the Looking <laughs> good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was I gonna say? Uh... <laughs> I got a kick uh, in the beginning where um, Paul Heyman was doing the eulogy <laughs> for Daniel Bryan. And he's doing the ding. Yeah, that <laughs> Roman, was great. Roman, can you keep his face? He started chuckling. That was awesome. <laughs> ding. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> uh, also, speaking of talking smack, I mentioned last week you guys check out uh, Tamia's promo. Also, I recommend you guys go check out Kevin Owens' uh, mm-hmm. promo. Uh, i how he smacked. He told Paul Avinson that he has not forgotten about Roman Reigns and those two are far from done with each other. So, I bet I, I somebody asked me about Money in the Bank a few weeks ago, and I was like, I have no doubt that Kevin Owens can win the Mets Money in the Bank ladder match.
3: Mm, I have a counter argument to that, Josh.
0: Mm-hmm. What's Right here.
3: Boom. The Archer of Infamy. Is the uh, would be I guess, one I would say. Yeah, really. We'll get into that in a raw.
0: I, I I definitely. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a couple minutes. But overall, for the show, I, I really enjoyed it. I I, I mentioned at the beginning the uh, the old Michael Cole book uh, with the jean jacket. I just thought that's pretty cool. Uh, Teddy Long always cracks me up. Uh, seeing him and Sammy Zane dancing, <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> And then uh we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Um you you also got better for a storytelling aspect, like Jay wasn't Jay wasn't buying into Roman shtick at the beginning either. Mm-hmm. It took a while for it to get to that point, you know? So it was like, Oh, what do you mean? Did Jimmy's gonna talk smack to Max and Roman, then they're gonna help him out. Like, let it play out. And let's see what happens. Um but, you the know, the whole cool thing about this, not only was it a throwback episode, but I thought SmackDown this week did enough to push in, like further things for backlash. That was my main uh, takeaway from the show last week.
3: I do have a couple of critiques about the show, Josh, that I wanted to go, uh, go over with you. Okay. okay. I, Reginald, I can't figure out Reginald. Like, yeah. Reginald, to me, seems like a perfect AEW talent. Oh absolutely. (laughs) You know, great athlete, no wrestling skills at all. You know, he would be a perfect fit with Miro and Kip Savian and all the you know, just to just stand around and do nothing. Um and get paid a lot of money. So I I like I think Reginald is I will say this. I want I want to see Reginald in an actual wrestling match because I think his actually his backstage vignettes are kind of funny and you can tell he's a good athlete. But what can he do in the ring? So, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Uh, I wonder who's more worthless, him or Sunset Growth? <laughs>
3: but at least, but at least Reginald can actually cut a promo, sort of. Yeah, so that's good. So that was my only critique. And then the other critique I have is, and I'm curious about this: where, what does the future hold for Shinsuke Nakamura and King Corbin? Because we really haven't seen a lot of them on SmackDown recently. And I'm I, 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 I'm concerned because, you know, I, I as you know, Josh, I am a huge Shinsuke Nakamura fan. I've been a Nakamura fan ever since he debuted against Sami Zayn, and I was I was hoping he'd get more you know, I know he won the Royal Rumble, had an opportunity to compete for a WWE championship. Obviously it didn't work out, but um I, I'm I'm really hoping that he'll get back to the promised land at some point.
0: And the brand split. You'll have mm. more viable options to have different people fight other uh, people against other feuds. I'm
2: mm.
0: um, not saying that you need to have SmackDown guys on Raw every single week or vice versa, but uh, sooner or later, the bracelet has got to end. So, you know, even then with the bracelet, you still have people lost in the shuffle. There's just too many people on the WWE roster as is to expect to have everybody have a push at everybody uh, like shooting towards the the world championships. It's just unrealistic. You're putting out unrealistic expectations to your audience with a bloated roster.
3: (laughs) Uh, But but I mean, but, but at this at the same time, like, what is, like, what did you say to WWE? Okay. Well, we're going to cut some of our, like, incredible world championship caliber talent, you know? It's yeah, like
0: well they'll do that and then people throw a hissy fit about it. Sure. Well you want them sitting in catering or are you <laughs> that's a, it, it's a lose lose situation, you know? Uh, I I I don't know what you do with Keith Corbin next. Does he does a view with him and Kevin Owens intrigue you? Does you know like what what do you do? Uh, right. I, I also I don't know why they Wait to the fall to do the WWE draft. You should do the draft after WrestleMania.
3: Yes, I agree.
0: Um, all right. Uh, let's, go, let's get to Monday Night Raw really quick. Um, okay. We'll make our predictions, obviously, for the pay at the end of the show. Um, big thing of the main event was uh, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Um, I put it in the description. Can, can we start putting some respect on Drew McIntyre's name? So tired of these dumb Twitter trolls dogging the dude just because he's the flavor of the month. It's like they always attach their hate towards WWE towards whoever's like the top guy on Raw because everybody hates Monday Night Raw, right? <laughs> like well, this is called what it is, right? Everybody thinks it's the worst worst wrestling show every week, right? Uh, so I'm uh, watching the match and I'm like Drew and Bobby have never had a bad match with each other, and yeah. honestly. This entire build-up towards the Super Threat match, I've been really intrigued from it from a match standpoint, and I, I'm kind of curious. I, I don't know who's going to win on Sunday, and I'm kind of intrigued in that light. So I thought Bobby and Drew had a really good main event uh, this past Monday. Uh, as far as other stuff in the show that stood out to me... Uh, <laughs> New Day teamed up with the uh, Arcade Row. I thought that was funny. Uh, Randy also dropped a New Day with RKL, which is perfect timing. I thought yeah. that was great. Uh, always love the banter between uh, Corey Graves and Byron Saxon. That, that's always uh, <laughs> a big <good> time. <laughs> yes. Uh, Damien Priest and John Morrison had another good match this week. Uh, we found out that Damian Priest would be fighting The Miz in a Lumberjack match, so um, I think we're going to Splitsville pretty soon with uh, the Miz and John Morrison, and that's going to come soon. Yep. Um, let's see what else. I, I I mentioned it. It's been a consistent thing. I'm trying to be fair and balanced here with the stars. One of the things I like and don't like, I'm not a fan of Nia Jax. I'm not. This team needs to split up as soon as possible. Um, also, um, I. I don't know why we're not here from Anna Pierce more with this stuff with Charlotte and s- Sonya Deville. I thought it would be at least a, a backstage segment with all three of them talk to each other about what's going on here, try to get to the root of what's going on here. So I thought that was a little weird. Uh, besides that, uh, you used to get your s- – regular stuff on the show i i did i got kicked out it's like uh aj styles like darkened up his goatee this week right and i had to do adulting because he literally looks like my uncle that like the boss of the taxi shop i work at he literally, looks just like jeremy and i could not stop laughing so i thought that was awesome and Thank then um, what else um oh josh you're forgetting the
3: most important thing you're forgetting the most important thing, the, return, we the yes. return of the modern-day Maharaja is back, baby.
0: And we can now start going, gender, 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 <laughs> gender, gender. 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 Shanky. shanky, shanky, veers.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, uh, that's great. But,
3: dude, and actually, Josh, Jinder Mahal looked really good. I thought he looked great in his Absolutely. He's, uh That was awesome. I was so happy to see Jinder Mahal back. That was terrific.
0: So I guess this week's soapbox was that Jeff Hardy lost to Jinder Mahal. Well, okay,
3: mm-hmm. fine.
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, I was – I think uh, WWE is, like, intentionally trolling people on Twitter. We had Eva Marie last week, and then we had Jinder Maul. I thought that was just <laughs> great. It's more specifically wrestling Twitter that gets, like, various my gears. Uh, so anything to piss them off makes my day. I, I, it was great to see Jinder <laughs> No, that was awesome. I loved it. His Raw Talk promo was pretty good, too, actually. So. I'll,
3: I'll, I haven't had a chance to see it. I'll check it out.
0: Yeah. Uh, with Jinder, like you don't know where these gonna go. Maybe he'll get a towel shot again, I don't know, but it's it's good that he's back on the roster. Uh, he had a bad run of knee surgeries over the last couple of years, so hopefully he stays healthy this time. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, yeah, well that's, but, what about you from Rod this week?
3: Um yeah, no, I a lot a lot I, th- I like a lot of what you're saying. I like how we're finally getting Alexa Bliss is inserting herself into the women's division. You know, she's been doing these backstage promos With the Fiend stuff. So she's. it looks like she's
0: targeting maybe Shayna Baszler, maybe Charlotte Flair. I got a question for you. Okay. Were you offended by Alexa Bliss playing voodoo powers with uh, Baszler slipping towards the corner? Because that was a big bugaboo this week. I mean,
3: I, I, I understand why people don't like it. Like, I get it. But, um, I mean, it, it was fine. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still all in on Alexa Bliss. Um, I think she's absolutely fantastic. I'm, I'll be glad to see her in a program, a way, you know, keeping the Fiend character going well. And again, I don't know if she's targeting Shayna Baszler or if she's targeting Charlotte Flair. I would assume she's targeting Charlotte Flair. Same because, here. because I think we're going to get a feud eventually with Shayna and Naya once, once uh, N- Natty and, well, I'll give my predictions about that later, but, um, Um, but I, I, so I, I, I think that's going to be happening soon. I, and I'd love to see an Alexa versus Charlotte match at a money in the bank. I think that could be great. Um, I, I guess Josh, my question for you is, and then I'll, uh, talk about more about what my thoughts on raw is where does the fiend go from here? Because we haven't seen the fiend in quite a while. And I still think that the fiend is the best character of this generation. Uh, you know, I I think it's absolutely terrific. So I just, I just don't know where the fiend goes from here. Does he become a Brock Lesnar character that only kind of shows up when needed? Like what, what do we do with the fiend?
0: Try to look at the, um, people that are on the roster. Like maybe you could have missed her face and Bray White go after him again. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I just like to see Bray White back more than anything. Um, I I don't know what you do with the feud now. Like everybody that's done him wrong, he's already got to feud with. That was kind of the genesis of the character of him it was collecting uh, receipts on people who did him wrong. So I don't know who else is out there that he needs to go after unless I, he pops up on SmackDown and fights uh, Roman Reigns. I-
3: <laughs> that's the because I, as, as I said last week, Josh WWE's kind of painted themselves in a corner with Roman Reigns because who is I I still think the only credible challengers minus maybe Kevin Owens. Are on RAW, and I think the Fiend is one of them. So yeah. I would say that
0: let's let's just have Bray Wyatt come back and see who who he can mesh up with. That'd be my. No,
3: because uh, okay. he, he can be you know he can always revert to the Fiend whenever he needs to, kind of like what Finn Balor did with the Demon King. So uh, let's see <clears throat> what else. Um, <clears throat> I'm curious to see, Josh. Do you think Rated RK Bro is going to get a tag team title run?
0: I do. I wouldn't rush into it though. That that's my thing. I'm not let's not just do it. Oh, okay. The next month that might they the getting title shots and they're already winning. Like let it happen at SummerSlam where you have a crowd there to have that reaction. Mm-hmm. Just to win a tag title in front of virtual screens, and think would be a bad decision. And I like what AJ Styles and almost are doing right now. So it's like I, I wouldn't do that.
3: Gotcha. Yeah, because because I'm wondering if they're gonna make the if they're gonna have a run before Orton turns on Riddle because obviously that's the angle is eventually Orton will turn on Riddle. And also,
0: also if you want to add more tag teams to the Raw tag team division, I know Ali and Ring have been having their like rivalry, whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> they're doing. I made a and it's been kind of cool watching their mm-hmm. like promos and stuff and vignettes on Twitter. But uh, those two as a tag team would be a good addition to that. No. Well.
3: Last two things I'll say, Josh. Uh, well, three things I'll say real quick. One, I hope Humberto Carrillo is okay. It looks like he took a nasty bump from Sheamus on the outside of the ring. Yes, when Sheamus landed on his knee. So did not look good. No, so I hope, and I think the ref had to stop the match. Yeah, what a concept when one of your superstars is hurt, you stop the match. <coughs> Orange Cassidy, um, which we'll get into that here in just a little bit. Um, but uh, so I hope Humberto Carrillo is okay. I'm looking forward to his match with Sheamus eventually. I think that's going to be great. Um, I've said this before, Josh to you or via text, and I'll say it again. I think Dam- Damian priest is currently my favorite superstar on raw. I love, love, love Damian priest. Um, if he doesn't get into a U.S. title feud with Sheamus at SummerSlam, I want to see him win money in the bank. I think he is, you know, he's, he's getting close to 40. So his career is starting, you know, it's starting to, <clears throat> well, of course we say that, but Bobby Lashley is in his in forties and is looking the best he's ever looked. So right. you never know. But, um, I would say watch out for Damian Priest uh, to either win the U.S. title at SummerSlam or win Money in the Bank uh, this year. And then, uh, much like you, Josh, I I think Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman are going to have an amazing match this weekend. Uh, You can't go wrong with them. There's a reason why Drew McIntyre has been the face of the company for the last year since the pandemic started. So I, I think it's great, and I'm really looking forward to their match this Sunday at Backlash, WrestleMania Backlash.
0: Uh, One last thing for Raw, I wanted to ask you. Can we officially declare Charlotte Flair the measuring stick? Yes.
3: Yes. Oh, so all these big Sasha fans, where's Sasha been the last month, ever since she dropped the title to Bianca Belair? Now, if Sasha's doing work, like if she's filming stuff, like, fine. Like, that's cool. I have no problem with that. But I haven't read any reports that Sasha Banks is filming movies or filming The Mandalorian or – and, again – if that is what she's doing, I have no problems with her being off of television, obviously. But um, I haven't seen any reports about that. But, yes, Charlotte Flair is the measuring stick. She will always be the measuring stick. She is currently the GOAT of women's wrestling, and she's still in her prime. Uh, yes, it's Charlotte Flair is and will always be the measuring stick, period, the end.
0: All right. I'm going to mention a couple of things from NXT uh, oh. that happened this week before we get to our beta uh, part one of our main event segments this week. <laughs> um, we uh, had an interesting edition of NXT. I've got to tell you, man, Cameron Grimes is by far the best character that NXT has from a comedy entertainment point of view. <laughs> Cameron Grimes goes to in the Moon. <laughs> I love his stick. <laughs> you guys have to watch Cameron Grimes' uh, interview on the bump this week to really get a grasp of the character of it. it it's it's just comedy gold. Uh, he, he's getting upstaged by Ted DiBiase, which I, I think that's awesome. <laughs> I, heard, I heard something. I heard somebody say that Karen Grigs should come out with the billion-dollar championship. I think that'd be awesome. oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> that is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Oh, we saw Finn Balor. Uh, come back to NXT this week. Still trying to continue the feud with Karrion Cross. They'll be having a rematch on NXT in a couple of weeks on TV. So that'd be a big TV match. Also, uh, we heard the announcement of the return of In Your House again. We'll have the NXT takeover in your house on June 13th. Write it down a month from today, ladies and gentlemen, on this yeah. Sunday. Also, the show's being hosted. By Todd petson
2: nice, that. Awesome. <laughs>
0: I love that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, then, now,
3: Josh, do you think they need to save Karrion Cross and Finn Balor for in your house?
0: No, I think Karrion Cross is probably going to have some like, fatal four-way match with Balor, Peter Doon, and Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> I always say Peter Doon because Kyle O'Reilly calls it Peter Doon. I that's funny. <laughs> uh, by the way, a couple of things that stood out for me from the next season this week. I uh, really love the main event of Kushida and Santos Escobar, two out of three falls for the Cruiserweight Championship. Very good match. But also the debut of Isaiah Swerve Scott's uh, faction, if you will, called Hit Row, which I I, I really like the look so far. I think it's been very entertaining so far. So uh, I thought NXT was uh, the best show this week from uh, WWE, pal. How was the, uh, the women's title match? Oh, that, that was a good brawling style match. Raquel Gonzalez did retain over Mercedes Martinez, but very, very good match.
3: So do you think – did they need to have another match? Because I know uh, – or I guess where does Raquel Gonzalez go from here? Does she go with uh, Tara Valkyrie? I mean, I, I, I know that's not her name, but – Yeah.
0: Well, I, I'm, I'm sure they could have uh, another match down the road. I, I would be surprised at that. Frankie Monet. Frankie, Frankie Monet. Frankie that's Monet is uh, oh, yeah. having her in-ring uh Debut for NXT in a couple weeks, so that's that should be pretty interesting. Uh, I mean, more, more than anything, i probably see her Dakota Kai. Oh, that'd be good. Uh, I'm also read, like, I'm
3: also ready for uh, Shotzi Blackheart to get her NXT Women's Title match eventually.
0: uh let, let, let's keep Ember Moon away from the title shots. <laughs> i don't know
3: and i like ember moon i know you're not a fan josh but i i like Ember. Moon. i think she has potential
0: i i just think i think she's one of those people that acts like her shit don't stink that's why i don't like her but um uh, anyways um hmm i think we know what time it is for a I do, do you think think, I think I do believe
3: we know what time it is Um, Full disclaimer, Josh, I would like to put another disclaimer at the beginning of this segment is that the following segment is going to bash an overrated and incredibly uh, overhyped wrestling company that will continue to piss off a lot of the wrestling Twitter universe. But that is what we do here on the Hoots podcast, because we tell it like it is. And because of that, it is time for. It's time for. The
0: Hell Is Wrong with A E W. Brought to you by the Wrestling Is Over Newsletter.
3: By the way, Josh, in, in about a month or so is going to be the one year anniversary of what the hell is wrong with AEW. So
0: that's a good point. <laughs> uh, it was, it was I was
3: listening. I think it was, I, I was doing the math because uh, I still have to save. I believe episode two sixty two will be the one year anniversary of what the hell is wrong with AEW. So wow, well, what
0: was what, what was the actual date of the first one? That's what I want to know. I will have to look <laughs> it up. But but Josh, what? What the hell is wrong with AEW? Like,
3: if we're being completely honest, what the hell is wrong with AEW? Okay, we're just gonna get. How do you want to do this? Do you want to just let's just go segment by segment? I can't yeah. break it
0: down. Let's okay look, Let's let's put it to the people watching and listening to the podcast this week. What isn't wrong with AEW? No, at, <laughs> at this point, you're right, Josh.
3: What isn't wrong with AEW? But okay, um, let's just let's just start at the very beginning. All right. I guess – I don't know why they're changing Moxley's theme music. Now he's coming out to Wild Thing all of a sudden. Fine, whatever. Um, I guess – and this is just a me personally thing. You cover New Japan more than I do. They wrestle – I guess that – I just thought Yuji Nagata looked slow and didn't really work with Moxley's upbeat, fast, in-your-face style of wrestling. So that just didn't really do it for me. I thought the match itself was fine. But um, I, I don't know. What do you think? You cover New Japan more than I do, obviously.
0: Uh, This is my favorite part of the show last night. Probably the only thing on the show I liked besides uh, Britt Britt Baker's interview with JR. Uh, Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, more than anything, I mentioned this last night. I feel like this was more of an indictment on AEW than anything. Because whenever Moxley is involved with New Japan, I'm more interested in what he does there than he does in AEW. And I'm just really glad that it wasn't a run-in with Olivier and Don Cows like it was the other two big matches on the show. Uh, so I, I thought the match was fine. Uh, as far as the stuff with the Wild Thing thing, I really didn't care for the song. I was waiting for, like, Dennis Quaid to come out in the stands. He's like, Wild Thing, you make my bus sting. Turn this place into a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so That's I great. That I, I, that song did not fit that setting whatsoever, in my opinion. So uh, they got out of the way. It was the opening match, but things got – It got way worse. By the
3: way, Josh, uh, the first episode of What the Hell is Wrong with AEW was June nineteenth, 2020, episode 210 of the Hoots podcast. My God. So go back and listen to 210. You can see us laughing our asses off when the song played for the first time. Oh god. Okay, Josh. Why does AEW continue to look to let Jake Hager speak? Why do they let him talk? Like the only person I cared about in the Inner Circle promo was Sant- uh was Santana. Uh, was he uh, it was was it him or, or it was Santana that gave the promo or was it Ortiz? I can't remember.
0: Yeah. It
3: was Santana. He actually I actually cared about what he had to say. He actually delivered a decent promo. Why did they let Hager speak and Guevara? I love I like Sammy Guevara, but He should not be allowed to speak either. Like, they do not deserve to be on the microphone at all.
0: Like, it was horrible. Hmm. You have a better chance of me sitting through a full episode of Undisputed with Skib and Shannon than me trying to buy Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager as babyfaces. Remove all microphones away from Jake Hager as soon as possible. And please, stop trying to sell Sammy Guevara as a babyface. Just stop. No. It's it's kind of insulting, to be honest with you. It's horrible. Speaking of
3: horrible, okay. Hmm. We get to the next match. So, FC... oh, are you going
0: to talk about the promo that happened before this match?
3: Oh, uh, I'll let you talk about that one because
0: then I have
3: kind of tuned it out. But go ahead.
0: <laughs> so we had uh Double J, Jeff Jarrett, pop up on our screen. Oh, God, so, I forgot
3: uh, about this. Uh, I forgot about this. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Josh.
0: This was something to behold because I don't know where this was going. I put it out on Twitter and say, "Like, are we getting a flag match?" <laughs> that's where it started. like I thought he was auditioning for NPR. I know you listened to NPR, but like, I don't know where the fuck he was going with that promo. And and then okay, you you try to pivot by mentioning the birth of his baby child. Okay, that's fine. Congratulations to him and Brandy whenever the baby comes. That's cool. Yep. Uh, but this promo just went on and on and on. And it's another thing with AEW. Either matches overstay their welcome or promos overstay their welcome. They have no rhyme or reason. So we to go with a nine-minute soliloquy because Cody Rose needs to have his real estate on dynamite by every week, right? And <laughs> this promo – Sucked ass. Uh, we found out that Cody Rose will be fighting Anthony Agogo uh, at Double or Nothing. Uh, Anthony Agogo can go go the fuck home, is what can happen. Exactly. Shout <laughs> to B Rob. I think you appreciate that. Uh, uh, Anthony Agogo will be fighting Austin Gunn on Dynamite. Who gives a flying fuck? Um, next, you know, he's,
3: he's going to punch Austin Gunn in the gut, and that'll and then the ref will stop it. Spoiler alert! I just gave you the finish of the match.
0: Yeah, so Anthony Gogo is Ivan Draco, and we're supposed to lieutenant Cody Rose is Rocky. Just <laughs> hey, folks, AW doesn't try to insult your intelligence.
3: Well, okay, so just, Josh, to me, it's like, why did he randomly start talking about a bunch of controversial issues just in the middle of his pro- like? What do you, like? How do you react to that? Like, why would you do that? He,
0: he, he was doing that because a go go put the union well i i understand that death.
3: well i und- and i understand that but like why are you going to try to alienate your fan base by talking about some controversial issues in a well, promo you know
0: i thought HCE hce freed up america stuff since he's a trump supporter like didn't right. end the promo saying make america great again <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: i know i, 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 I whatever filter if you're a trump person that I- you do you, <laughs> but right. uh, but that's the thing. Like we're watching a professional wrestling show that's so like already like ninety percent shows. is layered with stuff with behind the scenes and blah 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 blah. The last thing I want to hear on a professional wrestling show is something about real life politics. I don't fucking care. No, like Man, that has no place in professional uh, professional wrestling. It's supposed to be an escape for everybody. Like, uh, shut up, Jake Taper or Tapper, whatever the fuck his last name is from CNN. Well, I don't know, like, yo, Cody. If you want to be Wolf Blitzer, just do the audition and retire. Like this, that segment really threw me off. I'm like, okay, that wasn't necessary. And to the promo sucked. <laughs> right
3: right i I mean I, there was it seemed an impassionate promo like when he was talking about his son or his or his his potter yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and and that's fine like i I didn't have a problem with that but but just the content of the promo like that's that's not like you said it right, josh, like people watch professional wrestling to get an escape from the real world, not to be reminded about what's going on in it, so <clears throat> i I agree with you on all that, um okay, now we get to the. AEW World Tag Team Title Match between the Elite, who will probably retire as AEW champions because they will never take the belts off. All in All Friends Wrestling. Um, so we have that versus SCU. Okay, the opening of the match I actually enjoyed the first five minutes of the match. I actually thought was okay, um, and I thought that there was good flow, good pacing. It wasn't overdone with the theatrics. Like I actually thought it was fine. I thought up to that point it was probably the Bucks. Best AEW Dynamite match up to that point. You know, like it was actual wrestling. And then Christopher Daniels goes and blade. I don't know if it was a blade or a blood pill, but mm. good God, he looked awful. And I'm like, what the hell is the point of this? Like, why would you do this? And if it was real, like it looked like he could have seriously hurt himself. I was like, it has to be a blood pill. Right. But all of a sudden he comes back. Oh, I'm going to recover from this Eddie Guerrero type blade and go in there and try to save the day. Like, and it just all went to shit after that. Like, and then I tweeted this out last night from the wrestling rumor account. And we've talked about this before, Josh, WWE will always live rent free in AEW. All you had to do was watch the young bucks and prove me wrong. He did the macho man thing. He did the, I'm sorry, I love you, and super kicked Frankie Kazarian. Like, what is the point of all of this? This is why I think AEW is a parody of a wrestling company. It was, com- the blood was completely unnecessary. All of the stuff afterwards when they were trying to be, you know, w- like to, to take, take shots at WWE instead of being their own identity. AEW does everything else except be their own identity. And that's what they do. So, those are my thoughts. What are your thoughts on that match, Josh? Um,
0: first off, why was this not on a pay-per-view? And also, why was this not the main event of your episode? Uh, especially with this stipulation of the uh, SEU retiring. You know something with AEW? When they make a bad decision with a matchup or a decision doesn't go over well with everybody, they immediately rush into something backstage. Like... The SCU are gonna retire as a tag team, and you immediately go to something backstage. Also, uh, Don Callis doing commentary with Jr. and the crew. Uh, brutal. Uh, awesome. rough, rough I,
3: I'm so done with Don Callis, man. I'm 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 overdone. It was fine at first, but now I'm What's I'm sick of Don do? Callis. I'm sick of Don Callis.
0: Uh, also. <laughs> this is going to be hard to say this because they are kind of the inspiration behind the name of this podcast. But uh, keep, can somebody tell me that the Good Brothers are actually something that I should take seriously now? They're fucking goofballs. <laughs> Both of them. And not in a good way. Like, I can not say in comedy when they're doing, like, Southpaw Regional Wrestling or the stuff they do with talking Shop. All that stuff is awesome. I, I love that. Uh, the sub that's the reason why we called this show that. But what they do with Olivier and Don Callis, uh Moby, as I like to call him, um, it, it, it's just it's stupid. I don't care about the elites, I don't care about Kenny Omega, I don't care about the Good Brothers. This fucking group sucks. And the Up Bucks <laughs> attached on there, they are by far the most overrated tag team I've ever seen in my entire life. Also, I know this is not going to change Because they're executive vice presidents But stop having Rick Knox Be the referee for all their matches Because there's no tech psychology People are in the ring for 30 seconds When you're supposed to be out in 10 It's so stupid man Stupid Silly distractions On the outside while the match is going on Oh we had blood and guts We had Moxley bleed in the first match We'll have Davis go hard way Be busted open Like, Tony Khan, bro, there's more to professional wrestling than what happened in the 90s. Wake the fuck up and start doing your job, man.
3: Or at the same – but no, Josh, he's too busy having to offer refunds to his audience because he didn't promote ahead of time. Oh, hey, guys, by the way, the first hour of the show, we're
0: going to give you tape stuff from last week. Hey, did Bisman Man do speeches in the 80s and 90s to the audience that attended their shows? (laughs) Booker of the year, pal. Oh, so fucking stupid. Bulls next on this. Okay, let's move on.
3: <laughs> okay. Next match, I believe, was Pack versus Orange Cassidy. Now, full disclosure, I hope, in all seriousness, I hope that Orange Cassidy is okay. I, I, I went back and watched it. It looks like he took a couple of nasty shots, and you never wish injury upon anybody. You know, and I hope I hope he's okay. And I don't know if that's the reason why AEW called an audible. I don't know. Um, so I just hope he's okay. So I just want to get that out of the way. Right. Uh, now, all this to be said. From what I understand, and from what I've read, the finish was to get to have Orange Cassidy and Pack wrestle to a draw, and then that we, we we were going to get a triple threat match all along. So this is what you're telling me. This is what AEW wants us to do, right? Well, first, we're sorry. We're going to offer you a refund for showing you taped matches. But please send $60 our way so that you can watch the most overrated champion in professional wrestling history go against a guy whose sole gimmick is to put his hands in his pockets. Please give us $60 to do that. Like, are you freaking kidding me? How does Orange Cassidy get a world title opportunity Uh, you know, before along the lines of Darby Allen, um, Jungle Boy, you know, all these guys who you can build a talent. Hangman Page. Hangman, thank you. Yes, Hangman Adam Page. I forgot about him. Um, I'm sure there's a few others I'm missing. Um, uh, I know he's hurt right now, but eventually Ricky Starks. I I love Ricky Starks. I think he's terrific. You know, but this is going to be your main event. I don't know, Josh. I have a feeling that they're going to put the title on Orange Cassidy at double or nothing. I really do. And he's going to end up getting this weird pin against Pac. That's what's going to be the angle here. He's going to – so that Kenny Omega can bitch and whine. I was never pinned to lose my title. And him and Don Callis can go on this freaking – you know, they can just whine and bitch and complain and moan. And again, because they're a parody of a wrestling company, their world champion is going to be a guy who doesn't talk – and his gimmick is to put his hands in his freaking pockets. I thought the actual match itself for a little while was actually fine. I when Orange Cassidy doesn't put his hands in his pockets, he's actually not a bad wrestler. And he actually sells okay. I, I think that's fine. And Pac, I think I think you can build a company around Pack. I think Pack is absolutely terrific. But so I don't know, Josh. I I don't know. What are your thoughts?
0: Uh, I thought this match overstayed It's welcome. Also, shitty job per usual by Aubrey Edwards during this match. Uh, not only uh, the stuff with uh, the spot with Orange Cassidy possibly being a bad injury there. Uh, also, he could have been knocked out too earlier. Uh, the, the, of, the, that ends the match as well. With, with the uh, kick, you
3: mean, with, Like, cause it could have either been the oh, kick, kick or the face, yeah, or the power bomb, yeah. And, yeah. again, that's nobody's fault. Like, accidents happen, yeah. you know?
0: But still, like she's the worst referee in professional wrestling, at least television-wise, in my opinion. She's not good at her job. Uh, she she could be in all the main events. She could be tired Eagle and how great she is and blah, 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 blah. She sucks. I'm, let's just call it what it is. Also, um, can anybody give me one good reason why anybody should spend – Money on this pay-per-view. I mean, I wrote down the card for this pay-per-view. I'm going to run this down for you, Rick. I'm going to pull this up on my phone, okay? Yeah, please. <laughs> double, double or nothing. <laughs> 2021. Oh, by the way, we forgot to mention this earlier. Uh, So, you know, AEW is hyping up the biggest signing ever uh for AEW, which was Christian Cage. What's he doing his first pay-per-view? He's in the fucking Casino Battle Royal. Let's start off there. Number one. Great booking, Tony Khan. <laughs> Bro, I,
3: so, so I'm wondering which new debuting ex-WWE person is going to come in and win the Battle Royal, you know, because that seems to be their trend.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> this is the only time I'm talking about booking on this segment. Uh, we have Hate Man Page against Brian Cage. Okay. Uh, I, that- I think that actually could be a good match. Well, this is stupid because the Kenny Kenny Olivier should be fighting and Page on this pay per view, not Pockets in or uh, Impact. It, it, it's like the entire show I was watching last night outside the first match is like I can't suspend my disbelief. I can't. I'm, I don't buy anything on this on the show promo wise. Nothing is genuine. It's forced. It's stupid. It's spoofs of stuff from the nineties, like the 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 Inner Circle Pinnacle Seven, which was okay. ridiculous. Uh, yeah, so they'll be fighting in a stadium stampede match. If the Inner Circle loses, they must disband. By the way, this is the fourth time that they dangled this carrot of the Inner Circle losing their done as a group. Just get rid of the fucking group already. Uh, I mentioned you see the Cody Rose against Anthony Ogogo, and Hikaru Shida against Rip Baker. Kenny Olivier in pockets for the triple threat match. Outside of Hikaru Shida and Britt Baker, why should everybody pay one cent on this pay per view? Oh, here, Josh, let
3: me entice you with another match they're going to have: the Young Bucks versus Moxley and Kingston. Boy, that'll put butts in the seats, pal. You know they're going to. There's two matches on this card that I want to see, Josh. One is Hikaru Shida and Britt Baker. And the other is Brian Cage versus Hangman Adam Page. I think that could be a really good match because I I like both of those workers. But other than that, why would I pay sixty dollars? I can get this crap for free on Dynamite. They put title they had three title matches on Dynamite last night. Why the hell would I pay a sixty dollars for this crap when I'll just get it in for a couple weeks later on Dynamite anyway, or whatever new gimmick they're gonna do, bringing in whatever celebrity they're gonna bring in. To do this so no I don't I, I don't care Josh why should if I can't find a stream I'm not gonna watch double or nothing because I have no reason to care about this pay-per-view
0: you you guys can find the transcript though on pro Wrestling <laughs> you can
3: at least see Josh you can at least write it off as a business expense I'm not paying for it <laughs> oh, there you go yeah you, uh, uh, yeah exactly so oh god it's awful okay uh do you want to move on yes okay let's move on all right so we get to the inner speaking of the inner circle and pinnacle segment first off that was probably the mjf's worst promo since he started being with the pinnacle it was awful it was terrible
0: blanche's promo wasn't that much better either
3: no it wasn't and then they get to the champagne bath first off you could see jericho in the shot before (laughs) they were gonna reveal him which i thought was hilarious by the way Side note, if everybody has not followed AEW Botches on Twitter, you need to follow AEW Botches. It's, it's hilarious. And it points out all the, the things about this company that we've been saying for almost a year now. So they do that. They try to recreate the beer bath angle with the champagne. And they missed Sammy Guevara couldn't aim it. He shot the champagne over top of the inner circle, and they exp- and they tried to fall over like it was like they were getting attacked by the beer or the milk. Like, right? <laughs> You're gonna do the segment, do it right. They missed big time, and they were trying to sell it like again. WWE lives rent free in AEW's head. That's what they do. It was an awful segment. Why should I care about the pinnacle and inner circle in stadium stampede? Here's another thing, Josh. Yeah. I get why they did stadium stampede last year because of the pandemic. And, you know, you had to do cinematic matches. And I actually, if we're being honest, I actually liked stampede stadium stampede last year. I didn't mind it at all. We were in the midst of a pandemic. I know you have to do those sorts of things. I thought it was completely fine. No problems there. But why are you doing it this year with a 100% live crowd? You have a live crowd back. Why are you doing a cinematic match, shooting Mm. it from a football stadium? It
0: makes no sense to me. I like to send my regards to Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) Um, And now it look like Tim Tebow as well yeah hopefully the field is not too messed up as it is. I mean you got a shitty football organization and a shitty wrestling company owned by the same owner how How coincidental is that <laughs> also um I did not hate the stadium stampede match. I wanted to uh you know it's it's it, for me like when they were advertising about AEW, a, a serious sports based wrestling company that that died when that match happened. And don't get me wrong, the whole stuff with the lake of reincarnation, I thought that was funny and stuff and stuff yeah. like that. I I could laugh here and there, but it's just I continue to say this. Stop sending mixed messages to your audience. And I don't know why this match constitutes a sustained stampede match when you could just dip blood and guts at the pay per view. I don't get it. How about that? You could dump bloody guts on the fucking football field. How about that? <laughs> or if you're gonna do that,
3: Josh, how about you have the event in the actual stadium and you can get more fans in there? Like exactly. I guarantee you could find in that area you could find more than fifty five hundred people to watch AEW Double or Nothing. I'm sure.
0: And hey, great job by the camp scene giving away Chris Jericho being there. That's well, what i was, I was say, saying. Yeah, I was yeah. saying that yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah. He, they,
3: they showed Jericho before the. Uh, I don't get it. Okay. All right, Josh. I, earlier this year, I had said that AEW's women's division was moving in the right direction, and we were actually getting some decent competitive matches on television. Mm-hmm. Boy, was I wrong. The last two weeks have been the AEW women's division has gotten one match, and it's been against a jobber, essentially, an AEW tar- developmental talent. Please explain to me how this is advancing women's wrestling and how it's, you know, when was the last time we saw Nyla Rose on television? When was the last time we saw their women's champion on television?
0: Oh, where's Penelope Ford at?
3: (laughs) Where's where's Penelope Ford? Where's Ty Conti? I know uh, Anna Jay is hurt right now, I believe, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, so I get why we're not seeing her, but. How is, A- like, is is, A- is the women's division going to be focused on AEW Dark? Like, is that how they're going to entice people to watch AEW Dark? They, they put 30 freaking matches on the show every week. You got to do something to, you know. So
2: yeah. <laughs>
3: AEW is, I thought they were moving in the right direction. I was very wrong. AEW is now, once again, all except women.
0: Yeah, and also, why, is, why isn't Thunder Rosa fighting, uh, Sheeta Shida at the pay-per-view when she beat Britt Baker in the lights out match? But oh my god, because Britt Baker bled and the fans are chipper. Oh, she's the number one contender. Now, Give to, me a
3: break. to be fair, Josh, Britt Baker is the best part about I'm the not, That's
0: not a slight towards Britt Baker. I'm not saying that, that she don't deserve the opportunity. She's obviously the face of the women's division for a reason. But still, when this company pops up their chest about their wins and losses mattering, Britt, did Britt Baker win that Lights Out match?
3: No. Uh No.
0: So why is she getting the title shot? And then they have Thunder Rosa completely come out after her promo and have a squash match, kind of signaling like, this is fucking stupid. Why am I not getting the title shot? She even said it. This is my time. You heard Thunder Rosa say it last night. This is my time. Yes, it is your time. It is your time. And I, I'm not, I don't mean to pull Stephen A. Smith here, but we are being hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and I'm tired of it. Agreed. When somebody tells you that wins, wins and losses matter in AEW, tell them that they're full of shit. Okay, take that advice from me. Okay.
3: Well, <laughs> oh, you get a you get a title match, and you get a title match, and you get a title match. I mean, Serena Deeb's defending her title against Red Velvet next week. Oh, so
0: I'm
3: I'm glad we're actually getting somewhat of a competitive women's match on AEW, but mm-hmm. but again. It, it's all about one person in the women's division and that is d m d correct okay now we get to the main event now first I will say I enjoyed darby Allen's promo uh, on uh when he did that uh, backstage stuff uh, with miro I actually enjoyed the two yes, best. Exactly. The two best pro- parts of AEW this week were Britt Baker's promo and Darby Allin's promo were the two best parts of AEW this week. And that's saying a lot about your wrestling company when the best part of your show uh, consistently each week is a promo. Now, to be fair, a lot of WWE's best work is in promos with Roman Reigns. So, you know, so I, I will give AEW a pass on that one. But the best part of the show, Darby Allin, I thought, cut a great promo. <sighs> why? Oh, what? does a guy who we have not seen wrestle in like four to six weeks after uh, on television his latest thing was beating up kip sabian otherwise known as times new roman font all of a sudden he gets a main event shot and is your tnt champion you take the title off of a guy that you can build a company around in Darby Allen. I think Darby Allen is one of AEW's best talents. I would put him number 2 minus behind MJF if I'm being honest. Um uh for AEW's top 2 talents is one is MJF and two is Darby Allen. Right. You're taking the TNT title off a title that you're trying to make a legitimate title. And which I actually thought D, uh, AEW did a good job with with giving Brody Lee the title. Um Maybe not with Cody Rhodes, but with AEW, with Brody Lee, and now Darby Allin. I thought, okay, maybe they're trying to make the TNT title into a legitimate title. Turning into a TV title, if that's the direction they want to go, fine. Because the TNT title is main evented like the last three or four weeks of the show, I think, right? Which, fine. I actually don't have a problem with that because I like Darby Allin. I think he's great. But why does Miro deserve the TNT title what has he done to deserve the TNT title unless again Josh that they're trying to turn him into Brock Lesnar and this is our version of Brock Lesnar where we just come out beat the crap out of everybody and then maybe uh, get a get a win I don't get it again Tony Khan Booker of the Year pal I know we don't we're not supposed to talk about booking in, in this segment but you can't help it with this why is Miro the TNT champion why is, what has he done
0: it's so stupid. Like, you're giving Nero a title just to prop up a random ass tag team of Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page for a one off match. A one off match. No, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky are not going to have a three or four month feud with Darby Allin and Sting. Nobody wants that, and that's not going to happen. So don't give me this. Oh, this is long term storytelling out of here. And then here's the thing. How can you take this seriously? Miro, his last main event, he lost in a video game match to Pockets and Chuck Taylor. Yeah, I'm supposed to take it seriously that Miro is your TNT champion and something I should be scared of? I've got no personal issues with Miro. I like him as a performer. I like him as a person. But what they've done with him since he's joined AEW is ridiculous. Hell, even Darby Allen mentioned it before the match started. Yes. It's just stupid. Just like a lot of things they do on the show. It's stupid. Doing this stupid angle just to have... It's every main event. Oh, we have a match. Out comes Dark Order running after somebody after the match. And then another person appears on the stage. Can we let something breathe? Do we need a damn afterbirth, as Jim Cornette says, after every single match on these shows? Stupid. Stupid. What? (laughs) Oh, what what did Cornette say the other day? Lazy booking.
2: Yes. (laughs) It's what it is.
3: (laughs) Let's just throw some stuff together to a okay. You know they read Twitter and be like, "Ooh, what does Twitter want to see? Ooh, let's do that." And that's yeah. and that's
0: that's how they book their show every week. Yeah, Lance Archer gets Miro. Great, two heels fighting each other. Who gives a fuck? Is and Lance it,
3: Archer a heel or
0: a face? I who like, knows? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, Josh. That note, go ahead. That, is what the hell is wrong I was going to say let's let's get <laughs> out of here hold on let me let me let me fire it up here let's get out of here
3: this has been what the hell is wrong with a e w it gets worse every week josh this show gets worse every week
0: okay. <laughs> Yeah, we should not be playing mental gymnastics while watching a professional wrestling show, but hey, is the only promotion that assaults your intelligence. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to wrap things up here in the Who's Podcast this week, but before we do that, it's time for some predictions. Ta-da! Yeah. I feel like we need I feel like
3: I need to create a sound effect like a like a heroic trumpet, like a pa-pa, you know,
0: whenever someone says predictions. We promise you'll have no lashes on your back after we're done running down this card. <laughs> remember, uh, that looks like that hurts. Yeah, it does. Uh, well, at least no kendo sticks, okay? That's that's, that's last thing when you kendo stick shots. Uh, uh, Mark, I think you have the card right with you I do have the card in front of me
3: Yes let me pull it up uh, Shall I run it down for everybody Yes let's,
0: let's
3: okay. see what we got here So uh, Wrestlemania Backlash takes place this Sunday You can watch it uh, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific On Peacock on the US And the WWE yep. Network everywhere else uh, I'm going to run down the card in reverse order As listed uh, on the WWE website Also Josh we should note This is the card as of today Thursday, May 13th, more matches could be added on SmackDown. something
0: to change, Pat. Yes,
3: yes, more matches could be added tomorrow night on SmackDown uh, or throughout the weekend. We shall see. But the first match they have listed, Josh, is Damian Priest versus The Miz in a Lumberjack match. Um, as I've said multiple times, I think Damian Priest is the real deal. He is my favorite superstar on Raw. Uh, I definitely think he gets the win here, and we move on to a feud between The Miz and Johnny Drip Drip. And I really hope that uh, Damian Priest goes from here um, to the U.S. title uh, going forward. Or actually, I think I, – I hope that he competes in the Money in the Bank ladder match and wins the ladder, the ladder match. But I have Damian Priest getting the win here.
0: Uh, I'm going with the Barikan Ber- uh, Oose as well. I'm going with uh, Damian Priest.
3: Yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, also, again, shout out also to uh, Damian Priest uh, representing Puerto Ricans really, really well. Um, That's really, really terrific. I'm really happy for that. The SmackDown Tag Team Champions will be defended. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, the Dirty Dogs, versus the father and son duo of Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Who do you have in this one, Josh? I got the Mysterios winning, yes. I do too. And them becoming the first father and son duo to win the Tag Team Champions. That's going to be very cool. And uh I hope that this is kind of the swan song for Rey Mysterio. This I mean this is a pretty great way for him to end his career to be a tag team uh champion with his son. Like how do you, how do you go out? Uh, what's a better way to go out than mm-hmm. with that, you know? So I hope I hope that that is the case. Uh let's see. Um I'm actually Oh Josh, I did want to mention something real quick um to you about this. We're getting the um, Women's Tag Team Championship match this Friday night, tomorrow night on SmackDown, uh, kind of a bonus pick. Uh, you've got Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax uh, defending against Tamina and Natalia. First, what's your uh, – I should say first, why is this match happening on SmackDown and not at the pay-per-view? And second, who do you have winning?
0: Um, you know what? I think they might switch the titles tomorrow night. I, I – the early guess on it, but I can see it happen and they do the rematch, and then that's where Shayna turns on uh, Nia Jax. Interesting.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have I have Natalia and Tamina winning as well. Uh at the end of the weekend, they will be the women's tag team champions. Correct. Maybe they'll get a rematch on the pre-show, but uh but yes, no, I think Shayna needs to turn on Naya and move on. She needs As soon start- as possible. Yeah, she needs to start kicking ass on Raw. And Nia Jax needs to go to AEW. Um <laughs> <laughs> okay um i'm gonna do the uh women's uh matches no, no 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 i'm sorry let's do the next one universal champion roman reigns versus cesaro roman reigns versus
0: cesaro well um, this, this definitely be the main event of the pay per view. i'm gonna go with the big dog uh yeah it's the obvious choice but this could be an awesome match to transcribe i'm really looking forward to it and also what's cool about this is that there's a good match on this card, but also recently with like the lower-level pay-per-views, it's been quicker run times on mm-hmm. these pay-per-views, so you still get be able to enjoy your night on a Sunday yeah. night. Only,
3: two and a half, only a, only a two-and-a-half-hour show, which, is, which maybe that's the reason. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, no, I agree, Josh. Um, I think it's going to be great. I think we'll further the storyline with Jimmy and Jay uh, after this, so we'll see where they go from there. But um, no, I agree with you. Big Dog retains uh, for sure. Next up, you have the Raw Women's Championship match. You've got Rhea Ripley defending her title versus Asuka and the Goat Charlotte Flair. <laughs> I actually am gonna take Oscar. I'm sorry, I'm gonna take Rhea Ripley to retain here. I don't think it's time to put the title back on Charlotte just yet, um, and because I, I want to see what happens with Alexa Bliss and Charlotte going forward. So I'm gonna say that Rhea Ripley retains here.
0: I have Alexa Bliss costing Charlotte Flair to match, so I got I got Ray Ripley retaining. Yes. Uh-huh. Should be good. Next up, we
3: have the SmackDown Women's Tag Team uh, Women's Championship match. We have Bianca Belair, the EST, the best, the greatest, the fastest, the EST of WWE defending against Bailey. Who you got here?
0: Uh it'll be a back and forth matchup. Bailey gets into an argument with Michael Cole, uh, and then she takes the KOD and Jesus. <laughs> nah, I, li- I like that. I like that
3: for sure. Yeah, I've got Bianca Be- uh, bianca Belair winning as well. um I-, I think she can have a lengthy title run. She is absolutely fantastic. There's a reason why she is the best of WWE. I am all in on Bianca Be- Belair. By the way, that hair whip, good lord, that thing looks like that could hurt. Holy crap! Yeah, that's why I was
0: mentioning the lashes in the back.
1: Damn, <laughs> like,
0: Dang. mama mia, indeed. Hell, um, hey! It's so deadly that it takes you out of television, off of bus
3: Ooh, maybe that's going to be her gimmick. Mm, we will see. <laughs> and then finally, to close the sh- uh, to close up our predictions this week, WWE Bobby uh, WWE Champion Bobby Lashley defending against Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. I they could go a number of different ways here. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna take the uh see uh the chief hurt officer of the hurt business to retain his championship here. Uh, they could do something with either McIntyre or Strowman in a one-on-one match at Money in the Bank, if that's how they want to go. Um, but I'm going to take Bobby Lashley to retain his title here.
0: I'm going to go with Lashley to retain. Well, though, I would not be surprised or upset if McIntyre wins, uh, it gets a, uh, if McIntyre pins Ron Strowman. But, um, yeah, I got Lashley to retain here. But this, this should be an awesome Haas match to uh, type down. So if you me, I even have this match start off the show. Sure. So.
3: Do you think there's any chance that we see some interference from either uh, – some some etri- uh, interference, whether it's from T-Bar, Mace, uh, Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin, somehow they end up uh, helping Bobby Lashley retain his
0: title? I'm sure there will be some shenanigans, but also uh, I have more confidence in a- WWE producing a triple threat match than I would AEW where they have – Twenty people run into the ring and overbooked all over the place. So uh, I'm curious to see what the finish is, but this would be a fun match in general, though.
3: Indeed, really looking, and I believe that's it that we got. Josh really looking forward to the show this weekend. I think it's going to be absolutely terrific.
0: Oh, one more bonus match. It's not announced, but I have a feeling it will. Um, Apollo Cruz against Sami oh. Zayn, Kevin Owens and Biggie, a four way for the mm. IC title. What would you have in that? Uh, so
3: that's going to be great. Um, I would have Apollo Crews retaining. Um, I think that he's been doing great work with the title, and Commander Aziz is, is great too. So I have I have uh, Apollo Crews retaining if that ends up being a match.
0: Yeah, I got Apollo Crews too. Also, watch out for the Nigerian male. Yes. Boom. <laughs> All right, folks. We're about to put a ribbon on the bone. This fun edition of the Hoots Podcast, episode 257. Before we head out this week, we'd like to announce to everybody – that myself and Britta Carter are fully vaccinated. Yes. Indeed. Um, I got my second shot on Tuesday. Britta Carter got it over the weekend. Uh, well, actually, Josh, I got mine. I've
3: been vaccinated for a couple weeks
0: now, believe it oh, or not. Oh, a mean. couple weeks already? Wow. Yeah. Time went by so fast. But, <laughs> <God>. It all <laughs> runs together, pal. Stay tuned. This uh, uh, window here at 3D in the, the shops feel good at rock and roll. And um, i advise people to take the shot and be beneficial to everybody. Everybody's looking to see things come back to normal by 4th of July. I think it was that they were mentioning. So mm-hmm. uh, I know AW is going back on tour soon. So get vaccinated. Let's get back to where we were before this hell uh, sp- spectrum that we went through for the last 18 months. And uh, we're almost there at LH. So just take your shots and be considerate of other people It's m- the most important thing. So uh, get your shots where you can. They're free. You don't have to pay for it. Just take the shot. Don't be that, oh, I'm not good. I'm, I'm tough. And, like, no, you're not. <laughs> this is real life. Like, you can try to play the tough guy, but. Uh, look out for other people as someone
3: who has had COVID that it is, it is not fun. Like it knocks you on your ass. So yes, do your part, get vaccinated. Trust me. You don't want to have to go through it. It is not fun.
0: All right, make sure to follow Brother Carter on Twitter, by the way, at Derek Stout. Make sure to check out stouton.com uh, if you want to check out his music work. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Josh LopezMus ex- uh, actually hashtag free the Who's Podcast on Twitter as well. Hit up at Twitter support as well, because it's kind of ridiculous. I'll be suspended for this for three months. It's ridiculous.
3: Also, Josh, uh, just quick, sh- uh, quick plug. Be sure to check out my work on WrestlingRumors.net as well. Yeah, uh, My article's there, and then I also tweet from the Wrestling Rumors account for Ross, MacDown, and all the shows when I can.
0: Yes. Uh, also, I'm on uh, Instagram if you want to check me out there at uh, Night Four at Josh Lopez Music. bookmark, pro dot com. Go do that right now. I have a transcript for uh, Backlash this Sunday, and then uh, I think the com- – Hold on, I think we got Impact Under Siege on Saturday. I could be wrong, it's May 15th or something like that. Oh. Um it just came out just all the time. I forgot I have a damn impact show I gotta do on Saturday. That's gonna be fun. Um, anyways, <laughs> a lot of the world of professional wrestling never stops. But for brother Carter, I'm Joshy. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Remember, be the authentic product that is yourself. And remember, nobody's dictating the pace of your life but yourself and the man upstairs. We love you guys. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy Backlash. We'll be back
2: here next week to recap it right here on Hoots Podcast. Yes, sir.